This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome into Season 2, Episode 21 of Banging on the Drum. It is just past our year anniversary, Mike. Happy, happy anniversary, buddy. Yeah, that uh, was actually, I'm kind of surprised we made it this far, to tell you the truth. Yep. Um, just persistent. Yep. We, we're fighters. If we have, if there's one thing we have, we have the unmeasurable, and that's heart, kids. And, and that's something you need to teach your kids out there. Uh, you, you can't coach heart, and we got that. But Yepers. But yeah, uh, we're not going to look over our year goals because that's going to come up in the new years. But if you've been along for the whole ride so far, we appreciate it. That was our our test drive year one. Year two is going to be our now we're uh, we're getting up to speed and then watch out for year three, guys, because that's when that's when we're going global, maybe some. Some that's when we're gonna we're, pick up traction. That's that's we my global prediction. from the jump. Yeah, we had someone in uh India listening to us, but I just think there's so many people in India. He was probably looking to learn how to play the drums or something. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. It's a good so, move on his part. He probably learned a whole bunch of shit. Now he's a Packer fan, which is good. So we yeah, yeah. or she, I guess it could be a she. Yep, she's still listening. He or she is still listening. We still get our India listener once in a blue moon, but but yeah, pretty cool. Made it a year. Thank you for you that have been here the whole time. Thank you for you who pop in and out every once in a while. We do appreciate that support, but we'll kick uh, Mike's message early in this one. So if you like what we're doing, tell a friend. Um, if you don't like what we're doing, but you like us, just download it on all of your devices, play it on silent. So we get some lessons, uh, get our numbers and, up and don't tell people we're shitty. Just don't talk about if you don't like what we're doing and you're just here to support. Or you guys can get like a hate listening following. Yeah. That'd be fine there. too. Yep. Do it. Yeah. That, that's how, you know, we're not that good yet. We, we don't have too many people. I think I've had one person tell me uh, we sucked to our face. And I think that's how you know you're not that good yet is because if you were good, more people would say you sucked. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so you'd have to have, you'd have to be able to reach people that are willing to say that though, too. Right. Yeah. So if we're actually good, the people that listen to us now, are not like ever going to say that we're bad. Yeah. Right? Cause they're in our circle ish. Yeah. Yeah. And, so if and, we're actually good, they might tell us if we're actually bad too, it's always possible. Right. And we probably are kind of bad, which is, is what it is. But, um, but if we're actually good, they're not going to be like, you guys are fucking terrible and mean it. That's true. Yeah. We, we, we haven't got out outside of the circle too much yet right but like i said thanks thanks for hanging around for the full year so yeah we will 
roll into this one and we'll start with our unders and overs and Mike's look to be a little bit more elaborate. I'm going to be a little quick into the point. Another warning, this episode is going to be a little long because we're putting two and one. Shouldn't be too long because we're we're kind of joining some stuff, but I'll roll yep. with the under. The worst thing that happened to me this week, and all I got is so life's been pretty good. I can't complain about too much, but I'm not going to be making them back to Wisconsin for the holidays this year. Kind of a blessing and a curse. Um, I do love getting back for the holidays and hanging out with family and stuff, but it is also kind of nice to not have to drive 17, 18 hours to get back home, bring the dogs, have something to worry about. So, so it's nice that we're kind of settling in, but it sucks that we're not going to get to see, uh, see all the family that we, we normally see. So that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be tough. I know like that's a big reason that we ended up back in Wisconsin is because being engaged with our family was like an important piece of it for us. And so like not even being able to be back on the holidays would be challenging. Yeah. I remember when I came to visit you in Kansas and you were telling me how often you drove back. I was like, yeah, I was blown away. I was like, you drive that far all the time. And then I just trumped the living shit out of you living in Florida and drilling back in Wisconsin. Like I was driving 16 hours every three months, at least. So 32 hours total. Um, Yeah. But, but right. And so, yeah, we were driving back quite often. I would say, I would probably say if it once every six weeks or so for like three years, Oof. Two yeah, and a half years. That's that's a lot. But then, anyways, for the over. So, so my under comes with the over, and my over comes with an under. So we've been fostering those cats. We used to have three. Uh, two of them were pretty. They were assholes, for lack of a better term. Uh, one of them was very sweet, but it not. It didn't get to the point where we were like, "Oh, we don't want these." mean kittens anymore excuse me i'm sorry i got i gotta quit doing that that that's a throwback to episode one right there me burping in the mic uh but but yeah it wasn't that we didn't want these ones but it, it did seem like someone with like more expertise into how to socialize cats should have had these ones but then anyways there was two other cats that two kittens that needed uh needed a place to stay until they they find some owners and we basically did a swap with uh of that tech that was taking care of these two or and then she got the three so she's just got a little bit more experience with uh psychopathic kittens so we got the good end of the trade we definitely would be the ones going to the super bowl if uh if, if that was the case so these new two that we got pretty awesome so good good deal good deal what do you got mike all right so uh basically hunting week is one of my favorite weeks of the year right so i kind of get to spend a lot of time to myself and like i enjoy going out and hunting and i i did make it out sunday afternoon too so i went all day saturday which is at least i got to be able to do that right so i got the whole day like 11 hours or whatever just sat in one place 
and did absolutely nothing. Watched some deer, but um, I didn't haven't shot anything. Uh, but I did get Saturday, and then Sunday I had to go help my in-laws with uh, putting in a, a vanity, which shouldn't take that long. But like, I have to drive down Alaska, and then I got to drive back, and so like that ate up, ate up my whole morning, really. And then you can't go do that at like four o'clock in the morning, so that it's done, and then I get back by like nine. So I got back at like one, got out on Sunday afternoon, and then um, my my brother-in-law. So we're like, we like to ski. So he's planning some skiing stuff on this week because our kids all have time off. And so I was supposed to go skiing today. And then we're supposed, we're supposed to go on Sunday, which eats up another two days of my hunting. But I guess luckily enough, like nothing was open today unless we were going to drive to like Superior or to Milwaukee. So it's like a four hour trip to go skiing if we were going to do it today. And most of them were just like, like a night slot, like from like five to nine. So we would have drove eight hours to ski for four hours and we just passed on it. So we might, so on Sunday we can probably get a whole day ticket. Right. And so we might actually go on Sunday, but right now didn't end up out on Wednesday, but I did get out hunting today. And so my, my under looked a lot worse than, um, like on Monday or Tuesday when I was thinking that this was going to happen. And then now today things just kind of evened out and it actually went well. So you catch any deers yet? I did not catch any deers. I haven't even tried to catch a deer yet. Uh, not really. Right. So, um, I know, um, so you just go off, no shooters. You just whack off in your tree stand. (laughs) Never done that for surprisingly (laughs) enough. (laughs) But remember that that's a callback to like episode two. Um, yeah, you yeah, we were yeah. telling I was telling you that's how you get the big bucks. That's that's what those guys do on those uh shows that you watch. That's how they draw them in. The noise uh makes the bucks curious and they come <laughs> they come creeping. Oh, so in, I, so. yeah, I'll try it or tomorrow when I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Um, no, so uh saw I've saw a couple that are like borderline shooters, but it's early in the week and I'd rather see something that's like a guaranteed shooter. And so, and then I've had kind of a comedy of errors on the ones that are even borderline shooters. So I usually will put them in my scope one way or the other, right? Even if I'm not intending to shoot. And uh, so the one that I had probably the best opportunity to shoot, he comes over the hill and I, I see him kind of popping over the hill and there's four does sitting in the same spot. And I grab my gun and my water bottle must've been like leaned up against it. And so it's a metal water bottle and it just like falls over and it goes ding. And like, just, he bolts. Right. So, and then everything else was like sitting in the brush or, um, was moving really quick through my space. And I don't like shoot when they're running hardly at all. Like not that good of a shot. Yeah, no, no way I could hit hit anything while it was moving. But just hearing that makes me so happy that I have no inkling to hunt. Because, like the the uh, climax of your story right there was that you spilled a water bottle and then a deer ran away from you fast. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and that was a whole day. Uh, no, I, so I probably saw on Saturday, I probably saw at least 50 deer. Now, whether those were like deer that like ran through one way and then came back through the, uh, like the opposite way at another time, um, really could have been, but I was seeing deer almost the entire day, probably from like three to four 30. I didn't see much, but deer popping yeah. in and out of my space. It was good. It's a good day. Still Hanging sounds out. boring. I, I enjoyed. And speaking of that, uh, the thing that probably, this is probably the first time in my life that this has happened. And this is, this was really nice of the NFL and the Green Bay Packers to do to play the Thursday night game before deer season starts. So I'm not missing any, any Packer games on the first opening weekend, which is probably the important weekend. And then you're going to play the 720 game on Sunday or the second weekend of deer hunting, missing zero time deer hunting because of the Packers, which is just perfect. Usually I skip the Packer game. However, yeah. like I don't have to skip the Packer game. It was per- This is a perfect weekend. Good job, Packers that, and the NFL. That, that did line up nicely. I, I'm surprised they don't plan that out there for you more often at least have like the three o'clock game or something uh during during this stretch of the season does do the packers get to choose that though i don't think so i have no like they don't get to I, I, they, they can't schedule like noon or 325 and the nfl does all that yeah i i think it has to be because if it if they get 325 like on Fox, it's usually like the game of the week. And so I think they obviously give it to the game that they think is going to be the game of the week before the season. And then I think it gets to a point in the season where I don't think you can flex night games, but you flex that three, that 325 slot. Um sometimes. Oh, okay. But because because I'm pretty sure if you got tickets to like a Sunday night or Monday night game. Even if it's late in the season, it's like it's guaranteed that you're gonna. I think the Sunday night game is is you have to flex it like a month out. You can't flex it like anywhere close to it. Okay. Yeah. No, and I have no clue. All right. Well, are you ready to roll to hot in the streets? Yeah. So let's get her started with uh, some kind of depressing news. a throwback to our childhood, um, the Green Ranger, and I forgot to actually write down his actual real name, which is pretty <laughs> shitty. Um, he passed away this uh, this week. His, his name was Tommy, Mike. Say it. His name the, was Tom, Tommy. Tommy's, <laughs> Tommy's the character's name. Uh, the downfall is I think that he was a villain to start off with. He was a villain to start off with, but that when he was the Green Ranger, he was the Bad Ranger, and then he turned into yeah. the White Ranger. Yeah, he was the good ranger. But yeah, so no, little, I. Oh, go little ahead. Little fun fact about the Power Rangers is that at like season fifteen or something like that, uh, they just replayed uh, season one for their season fifteen. Really? Something like that. Yeah. So I got a buddy that was like paying attention to it like all the way through, right? Because he's a super nerd, and. Uh, like I don't know if it was 15, but it was one of the seasons. They just replayed season one as the, and then like pretended it was a whole new season. 
That's what's up. Yeah, it was just like a replay loop. Um, but yeah, his name's Jason David Frank. Um, character name, Tommy Oliver. Fun fact about him. I did a little reading on him too. I think he's the, so he's the only Power Ranger that's, I think they have four like theatrical movies or four movies that went to theater or whatever. The only Ranger that has been in all four of the movies. Um, Good work, Tommy. Yeah. So he, he was, he was the, I can't remember if it was the Red Ranger was, I think Tommy. He'll go down as the best. I think he's uh, the first one to die. There was another ranger that like killed somebody though, or something crazy, some crazy crime. Um, well, okay, but yeah, uh, well, at least he didn't do that. Not yeah. hurting nobody. That's good. But maybe the the other ranger killed somebody like when he was just fighting him because you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a putty monster, whatever they were. Yeah, I forget what those are even called. <laughs> I think oh, they were called man. putties. Um, but yeah, okay. R.I.P. Tommy Oliver, Jason David Frank. We'll remember you forever. Um, all right, so we'll pick up the news. So we'll we'll go from sad news to mediocre mediocre news so yeah like this is the definition of mediocre news right yeah so usa ties wales one-to-one um mike's got in here just an example why they're going to win the world cup but honestly i think that's like a scare i think that was a game that they kind of needed to win and so i don't think so because i would assume that england beats wales i assume england beats everybody in the in the pool right Mm -hmm. so you tie that game you just need to score more points than wales does against iran not iran yeah iran yeah but that's why they need to win it because it's going to come down to a crapshoot which which kind of sucks because you got to assume so i mean if if the u.s can tie against england then we're cool. Uh, but, but yeah, now it's, it's just coming to who can beat Iran by the most amount of goals. You know, we got, yeah, we got the dog pack here. No. So like, I mean, maybe you got a good point there that you go in and you just chase ties with England as well. Now. So if, uh, if they tie Iran, then we have a real problem. Correct. Uh, if we tie Iran, I think you can. I think you can call the tournament a wrap. But I don't know shit about soccer. I I try not to pretend like I do because people this time of year or whatever this time every four years, and it's usually not even this time every four years, start talking a lot about soccer. Like they they know what's up. Like so in the U.S. game, so the U.S. gets like a clean goal. Um, and by that, I mean, they just scored and it wasn't a penalty kick and pretty, pretty slick goal, but Wales ties it up on a penalty kick. And my buddies were like, oh yeah, but that, that was a, such a smart follow by that guy because they were going to score anyways, or, or, or something like that, which I mean, if you watch any sports, like it, it's just one of those things, like, sure, I can watch a soccer game and I can tell you like. Yeah, that seemed like it made sense, which 
yeah, whatever. Yeah. But but people get high and mighty on their on their soccer uh, when it comes to watching every four years. And I think I've realized that that that's a good amount of stuff. I can watch soccer every four years. That's that's fine yep. with me. But that's about as much soccer as I can watch. But we we have had the World Cup on uh, twenty. 24-7. Like the time of the games of the World Cup. I, I've been at school for like a couple of games and stuff, but I love it. Like if you're working from home or if you're working at a place where you can watch TV, it's just like a perfect schedule. Yeah. Uh so is that due to your wife? Like your wife just wants to have soccer on all the time? Yeah, I, I think I think well, I know so, but it, it is nice. She is she is proud to uh, be a soccer fan, and it sounds like this Brazil team is just an absolute wagon. Like it, they are. I guess I, I don't have the odds up in front of me. Maybe I'll pull. Uh, this is about as much as we're going to talk about soccer on this show, but uh, but yeah, it, it sounds like they have bar none the best team it sounds i I was listening to what about uh, the usa yeah not so much uh but it someone was saying it was taylor twelman was saying brazil's team had like if they started their third string guys their third string guys is the team of guys that could get past the group stage in in the world cup so i mean they're just that deep so they're that deep. That's fine. But if you take a guy out, they can't go back in. It's just like baseball, right? Yeah. But that's, that's the thing. Like with it being so hot and stuff is apparently there's five subs in this tournament. I think that's new since COVID. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It used to be three. I know it used to be okay. three and now it's five, but with the depth of Brazil, is like they take out one of their best players to give them some rest and they put in a better player than you like than the US has in total. Um I, I haven't got too familiar with the US team yet. I know there's a guy that shows up on my app every time, but I can't I still can't remember his his name off the top of my head. We we are Polisic. We are Polisic, right? Yeah, Polisic. Yeah, Christian. Yeah, Polisic. that's our guy. Joe Joe Blissick for me. Joe Blissick. Good poll, Mike. But yeah, we are going to definitely try to get Riley on. Um, The old R-Dog. He's just been busy as shit over there in Texas. But uh, yeah, we're going to try to get him on because he watches soccer year-round and it blows my mind because it's just such a frustrating sport to watch. Like I was so happy when the U.S. scored the first goal. And then, like, when they gave it up, I was just like, uh. and And then, like, when they get the ball in good position, like, you get so excited, and then it, it comes down. But it's been a fairly low-scoring World Cup. I, I guess maybe all World Cups are low-scoring, but there's a lot of, like, one nothing, zero zeros, And then, like... I think that's soccer, like, right? All the time is just one nothing or zero zero. Just the way it goes, I guess so. But I think in other leagues, like I, I don't know. I can't imagine it's the best soccer out there being played. But 
whatever. We'll move on. So we're not just talking out of our ass about so, soccer. Yeah, we'll move on after soccer. When after I say this, like it's obvious the U.S. is going to win this. I don't know why people are doubting that, but you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brazil. Brazil has something to say about it, but yeah, that was my other hot and street. Uh, was that I'm super excited to watch the Brazil game. I feel like I've been adopted by, I've been accepted by Brazil people. They're called Brazilians. Or, <laughs> <laughs> and, or Brasileiros. Do you have to get a Brazilian when you become a Brazilian? What do you mean? Do I have to get a Brazilian? Isn't that when you get all, you get your shit waxed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the that's part of that's the part of the now. deal. Yep. So I've right. been so when you get adopted by Brazilians, you had to go get a Brazilian. Yep, fresh and clean. There um, you go. Good work. But all right, now we are gonna play a little game that we're stealing from Jalen and Jacoby. So we'll give credit where credit's due. I want to see what Mike wants to talk about in these last hot in the streets. All right, you ready, Mike? Ready. You're the one that has to talk about. So Packers news. Rogers confirms right thumb is broken. Do you want to hit play or, or keep it moving? Yeah, I'll talk about this for a second. Um, who cares? So we knew his thumb was injured, and we also knew that he was not playing well because his thumb is injured. And so it doesn't matter if it's broken or not. If his thumb is injured and that's why he's making bad passes, it doesn't matter if it's broken. And I like people are saying that like he's whining about it now. Well, somebody asked him about it and he told somebody else that he it was broken. So he just had to confirm that it was broken. He's not coming out and like announcing that it's broken. Reporters yeah. are asking him and he's saying, yes, it is. That's not bringing it up now. Yeah. All right. No, I'm it, done with that now. Yeah, it's just a different day and age. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it moving. All right, so uh, Zach Wilson gets benched and now apologizes to his teammates after taking uh, no credit for losing that game. Uh, Zach Wilson, I'll hit it. I guess I hit it, right? Um, hit it or quit it. That's what we'll call it. We'll, we'll skip so there. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit it like uh, Zach Wilson hits uh fucking moms right or whatever. I'm that a boy tapping them. <laughs> um, so I think like this is his way to like attempt to get become a better teammate, right? But it's too little and too late. Yeah, he's got a real pro- he's got a real problem with the fact that he's not producing, and then he's not willing to take ownership of that as the leader of the team and. He's a pretty young guy, right? Young quarterback. He's got to learn how to do that. He should have learned how to do that in college, but playing at a small school, he probably never really needed to. Um, I think he washes out of the NFL because of something like this. The guys that are bad teammates, they don't make it, especially if you don't have the talent to back it up. Yeah, and that's the thing. He just has like a look about him, which it's not even his fault. But right, it, it's it, his look. It, I mean, like, yeah, that's just, his... just it just carries like a bad, like, you know, I'm spoiled, 
like yeah grew up rich like not that's the way it appears i don't know if that's accurate but that's the way it appears yeah no if you make it to the nfl you know you're you got some work ethic at the very least like you're working your ass off harder than i would say 99 percent of the population but yeah but so are all the other guys in the nfl and yeah yeah you're you're held to a different standard all right so what do we got next is fields so justin fields uh reported separated his shoulder um so yeah i like all these topics um <laughs> sorry uh justin fields is a running Mike's back hitting it i'm hitting, I'm hitting it. everything I'm slamming it in there he's hitting it. i'm hitting it uh so Justin Fields is basically a running back that's playing quarterback right now. Hurts his shoulder. That seems like it's going to be bad for him, right, moving forward. But he only probably throws the ball 10 times a game anyway. And so just keep running the ball, doing what you're doing. You'll be just fine. Act yeah, if you're going I, to be a running back, act like a running back, be tough, right? Yeah, and I, I'm not for sure if it's his throwing shoulder. I assume it's his throwing shoulder. I think it's his left. Okay. So yeah, separated shoulder. That seems like one of those things they just like pop back in. Um, but that's what I think that's what Baker was playing with with the Browns last year. Yeah. No, I, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's the hindrance for sure, but yeah. I, I don't know. It, it does seem like some of the one of the things, like if you're in the NFL, it's something you're gonna have to play with through. Um yeah, and he's playing uh, like a running back right now and not like a um, I shouldn't say not like a quarterback, right? But he's playing like Lamar Jackson. That's tough to play like. You have to have a different level of toughness in order to play that game. And so when you get a little dinged up, you got to just play through it. All right. That is all I got. And now we are on to spicy meatballs. And it looks like Mike's actually going to take us back to FIFA. So I'm going to go first. And... Spicy meatball, I'm going to be hammering for the rest of the time we do this podcast over the rest of our lives, Mike. We need a holiday where pizza is the star of the gosh darn show, the mother farting show. Thanksgiving food is overrated, is I guess my spicy meatball. It's good, but it's definitely not food that I'm going to get when I want my favorite food okay yeah so i agree with that so especially the turkey piece of it like i could take or leave turkey anytime there's really i don't need to have a turkey there's zero point to make like making a making up the bird like turkey isn't that good everything else all the sides i'll take it i like the big meal right i think i'd rather have like ham or like a roast of some sort, like beef. Yeah, that um, pizza. So I'm gonna throw out a few ideas for the pizza um, like holiday, nat national holiday. So I think the obvious one is Columbus Day. Like due to the fact that it's Italian, and he, I believe, is Italian, sailed for Spain, but was Italian. Is that correct? Yes, I think so. Yeah, seems right. Or he sailed for Italy. 
Nope, I think it was the opposite. I think he sailed for Spain, but was Italian. So could be Columbus Day, but people kind of hate Columbus Day, so we better veer off of that one. Um, you could always go with like a President's Day or a Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I like it for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yeah, so I don't disagree. I think what we consider pizza is a, a very Americanized food. Right. And so that would, I think that would work really well for um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I think there's probably sects of people that would go with like more like a barbecue, which is also super American. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's actually probably. I mean, I guess we do have a few barbecue. We do have a few barbecue um, holidays, though. Like soul food, though. I I could see that. Yeah. Soul food. Right. all right. So you could yeah. go with President's Day as well. That's which is it. a national which is a national holiday, President's Day. Um, I don't know that any president has like declared their love for pizza or not. I, I, I think Donald Trump probably loved Pizza Hut. I know he loved McDonald's, so I think he's in a Pizza Hut commercial to some extent. And but I did hear that he eats pizza with a fork and a knife, which I I'm not entirely certain is okay. It depends to me. It depends I, on the pizza, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, um, but I think it's like a standard, like New York style pizza. He's like, like which yeah, is he, supposed to be like foldable shit, right? Yeah, but it no. doesn't matter. And uh, yeah, I'll just start hating if we get into the old Trumpster. But that's that's. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to think of what my other national holidays are. No, I, I like it. That might so be I, it. That might be it. That, but I don't but, think pizza is can like would be traditionally like a winter food, and both those holidays fall in the winter. What about a Veterans Day? Oh can yeah, Veterans Day have is that like a traditional like you have to have pizza on Veterans Day? Yep, that's perfect. I, they're all perfect. I, I pizza Christmas, yes, pizza on every holiday. Are you having pizza tomorrow on? On, uh, no, but we we are doing chicken instead of turkey. So, so right, just, is it just going to be you two? Uh, we do have one friend coming over to watch the watch Brazil whoop up on some Serbian assholes. But but yeah, it's just us two. Well, us one two. Three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven of us in the house now. Eight with your with your friend, right? Yep. So is that tough for you to deal with? So you come from a like a relatively large family, if I remember correctly. Did you guys get together for Thanksgiving? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it, it stinks because and I've never been able to bring Gabby back for Thanksgiving yet. And Thanksgiving is one of my favorites. Because I I kind of let loose and my like we have like a real so my aunt and uncle have like a like a house made for putting on a show. And I know like like everyone probably has but yeah, it has like a whole game room with like pool table, dartboard have the actual like mario machine like mario one 
machine. And then they have like a different one that has like the Chuck E. Cheese games, like Ninja Turtles, Battlefield 1942. It's sick. Like nice. Such a good time. So yeah, I usually get pretty pretty turned up on uh Thanksgiving and end up sleeping on the couch there or getting a ride home with another relative. So yeah, it I don't know if I would say it's tough, but it's like it, it's a good I'm missing out on a good time for sure. Like I, I would rather be there than not be there. Yeah. Um so Turkey, do you guys have any like big plans for sides or anything like that? Green bean casserole. So she she had uh that I wanted, I was trying to talk her into macaroni and cheese. So mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, uh, chicken. And then she is a big key lime pie fan. And I don't give a shit about pie. So that's, that's hers. I'll get some chips and hoist, uh, soft, chewy cookies. <laughs> I'll be good to go. But I haven't asked you anything. Like what, what's your, what's your plan there? So, I'll go to my, so my parents now run the, the Thanksgiving for, um, the Doherty side of the family. Um, I want to say my mom's side of the family hasn't, as far as I can remember, has never run anything. Right. So they must all go to the in-laws for them. And then, so we're Turkey. They always do Turkey. I don't think there might be ham there as well. So it's pretty big. Oh, my dad has five brothers. And then my grandma will invite who any, anyone she runs into. And so we might, they might show up out of the house. And then my aunt Judy is like an excellent, excellent cook. So like everything that she makes is awesome, but we'll have way too much food, right. For any, oh, yeah. to eat. Um, my cousin Darren will bring probably a good, like high end bottle of like, whiskey or bourbon or scotch or something like that which is essentially all the same thing it's just the way it's made but we won't get into that and so i'll have a little of that probably as well because why not but um and then what is my kelly my wife has been making um like a lot of like sugar cookies like cutout cookies lately and she's like perfecting them She's getting really, really good. So I'm, that's what I'm bringing nice. to, the, to the little party. I'll bring like 15 or 20 of those. So, Look at you contributing. <clears throat> I, well, I'm not contributing. The wife is, but. I can't remember at what age I felt like I need to start contributing. And by contributing, I would just go to Linda's Bakery and pick up pies. That was. Yeah, there you that, go. That was all I did. So my my wife's family always does uh French silk and like like a peanut butter pie, which are perfect. And they do those for Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is pretty So awesome. do you do you have to hop town on a Thanksgiving? Like do you have to go from Darty to Sullivan or whatever? I don't so sometimes so sometimes I will. Like I'll go up to Sullivan's after it gets dark, but usually, so we start our Thanksgiving about 1230 and then about two thirty, three o'clock, I'll go back to the woods and try to shoot something. And then sometimes after dark, I'll go back up to Sullivan's, 
because they'll stay there until eight, nine o'clock. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I was always, I was always happy. We just committed to the one side of our family and that was it on. Uh, yeah. I always got pretty lucky that because with our Christmas too, like one side would do Christmas Eve, one would do Christmas day. So it never, there was never like a conflict of like, Oh, the drones need to piece out of here and go over to the Riley's or what, you know, and I know yeah, a, so- lot, a lot of my family has to like, they like, it's like a mission that day. It's like, they come there, they eat yeah. they try to like be good guests. And then they have to like drive two hours to like a different family's house. Like, go be a good guest there like so uh yeah growing up um and granted like both my parents grew up in the same town so that could be a piece of it right is that like you just worked with the other family so growing up we'd do it like the saturday before christmas would always be the doyle side and then doyle's um, rule yeah o'doyle rules um, and then Doherty's would be Christmas Eve, and then my family would be Christmas Day because, like, we're celebrating my birthday, and so that day was set aside for like more for like me than it was for other. But I would have people then on Christmas Day won't be able to come to my birthday because they had Christmas stuff going on, yeah, which, yeah, is understandable. You, you, you got your stuff going on. All right. We veered from the path big time. I liked it, but let's get yeah. back on track. So spicy meatballs. What do I get, Mike? How many jalapenos that I think you should just have pizza for Thanksgiving? For Oh, for Thanksgiving. So I think pizza for Thanksgiving, I think as a spicy meatball, that's like a 4.5 jalapenos. Um, Damn, you nail that every time. Uh it's out of 10 now, though, Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, wait, so it's way more. So that's a nine. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to even bump it up a little bit. I'm going to go 9.5 jalapenos. Um, taking that. I think that I think taking turkey or ham out of Thanksgiving and replacing that with pizza, while not like a, the worst idea in the whole world, is going to like, it's way too aggressive. Right. That's the, this is the meal you can't take like a basic meat from. Yeah. And you know what I say about that, Mike? Eat my shorts. Exactly. You nailed it. <laughs> it's like All we've right, been so doing gonna... this for a year or something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to get into my spicy meatball. I think college football, we're going to adjust college footballs and the entire spectrum of college football and FIFA has like pushed me towards this, right? This, this is what the light bulb went off in my head. So college football, you can only have eight teams in your conference. You cannot have more. It's against the rules to have more, um, death penalty, the, uh, college football death penalty, not like real death penalty. If you have yeah, but a death them. penalty for a whole conference, though. For the whole conference. You get, you try to get nine teams in your conference, you get the death penalty. Every team. Three years, no football. All right, so eight teams in a conference, you play seven games. You play seven conference games every year, bar, like no matter what. 
you're going to play three, which I hope would be non-conference games, but they're going to be pool play games. So the top 32 teams get into the pool, and then uh, your numbers one through eight in whatever poll you want to go by, I don't care. Like if you want to do like the whatever poll determines who's in the playoff right now, the playoff poll, I guess is probably what it's called. Um, where you have ADs and stuff like that on the, on the system one through eight, they get to pick their opponents out of the top 32 teams. So they can pick anybody from nine through 32 to be in their pool. So it'll be like a, um, that'd be like a, like a spectacular, like a, Alabama gets to pick Wisconsin if they fall in the top 32. They probably yeah. don't. Maybe Coastal Carolina or something. Yeah, they can pick whichever team they want, right? So the number one team would get, um, like, pick one, and then it would snake three times. Um, and then, so they play, like, those three games. That's some then, pressure right there. Like, you're like, we picked you guys because – we think we can beat you. So, and I think, yeah. So I think that that's a piece of it that would play into like, if you're the first guy off the board at team 32, that might be like, oh, these guys think that we're shit. Right. And that we're not a good team. We're going to come out and we're going to show them something. Yeah. Compared to, and so, and then, then, it, then they play Alabama or Georgia and they're like, well, that didn't go like we expected it to. Uh, or maybe but, it does go like but that. That's to. like, you know what I mean? No. If no. Wisconsin's in the number 32 team in the country and Alabama's like, all right, number one, the number one pick in this pool draft is Wisconsin. And they come in there and they're like, all right, we're going to just go in there and we're going to like, we're going to fuck Alabama up. Like, we're going to show them that we're a real team. I think that that could happen, right? So that plays into the dynamic here is that I mean, they get to pick who they play. Okay. Uh, right? Yeah. And then – No, no, uh, I, I like where you're going. I'm not trying to be – And I, so if there's ties, it comes down to points. So we want teams to route teams. That's the goal. Right? So if you have – so you – Alabama, Wisconsin, Oregon, and Baylor all end up in the same pool. And there's a three-way tie for first, right? Everybody wins two games or whatever it is. I don't know exactly how it works. It would win one, lose one, tie one. So it won't even be like the same. Or no, no so win one, lose one. I think that's that's how it would go. So if there's a, if there was like a two-way tie, it would come down to points or like head-to-head matchup or whatever, right? So, um, and then the top eight remaining teams get into it like a seeded playoff where whoever they determine is the top eight out of those pools, right? Then they play in a, a, a three-game playoff on top of that. So the like the national champion and the runner-up would play 13 games in a season. Um, if you would make it to the semifinals, you'd play 12 games, right? So basically it's a 13 game season for the champion. If you want to extend that out, you could, I suppose, like take the top two and then it's four games to get to the championship and you play 
14 games. Yeah. So the the amount of games and stuff, <clears throat> I, I just think there's some like overcomplications with with the structure where I just think like a normal good old playoff uh system works. I do kind of like cutting the uh country into eight team conferences is kind of a cool idea. But well so what I'm thinking about there is like in the Big Ten, right? So we have 16 teams in the Big Ten. Like we don't need that. Yeah. Right. So that West East it or Animals, animals, non-animals. Yeah. So if you go animals versus non-animals, you have, you run into like a pretty solid conference on both sides. And even the SEC, I want to say is almost at 16. Maybe they will be now that Texas and Oklahoma are running over there. Right. And so you, you don't need 16 teams. I mean, we're almost running into a point where, all the schools that can win the national championship are going to be either in the SEC or the Big Ten. Yeah. We're or, getting very, very close. One, to yeah. Because there's one from the ACC. Really, there's two from the Big Ten, I would say. Well, and how long is it going to be before Clemson falls into the SEC? Yeah, who knows? Because it's not like South Carolina has a bunch of power to keep them out. If Alabama was trying to keep them out, if it was Alabama Auburn that was like the issue, it'd be different, right? Alabama's trying to keep Auburn out, or Auburn's trying to keep Alabama out. Like that could happen pretty easily. But as but South Carolina doesn't have any real power. Like they haven't won anything. They don't they don't have like a soup a superb program to keep Clemson out. I, I don't get exactly that point, but you don't have to explain it. Other people would know. Oh, so they might not. So like Texas had all the power in the big 12 because yes. they've been a powerhouse forever. And so essentially they have all, so if Ohio state doesn't want Ohio in the big 10, I'm guessing the big 10 is going to say, okay, Ohio state, we get it. You don't want them there. We'll keep them out. Right. Um, gotcha. If Michigan hadn't wanted Michigan state in the big 10, they probably don't get in the Big Ten because Michigan is a power and they kind of run the conference to some extent. Okay. Uh, I am going to give you eight spicy meatballs because I think there's an idea in principle that's like fairly good, but it's that many jalapenos because it's just not realistic. It's not realistic enough to happen. Um, and there's just too many moving parts. I think there's a couple stupid moving parts in there as well. But maybe not stupid, but like just just too much. Like, I don't know about teams picking their opponents. I think there would be like an easier way to feed into it especially if you cut the uh, conferences into eight and then you would be like, you would cut the conferences into eight and just do it geographically. Like, like where 
the two winners of this conference play, the two winners of this conference play, the two winners of this conference. And it just basically turns into big conferences that have a West and an East playing in a championship game, playing in. But I I do get what you're saying, like pool play. But that's the thing I, I do love about soccer. And that's the thing I do love about college football and if you look at like soccer and when we freaking wrangle uh, the our dog back into doing one is like the winner of the EPL plays the winner of the FPL, the France Premier League. I, I don't know what the, the it's definitely not called that, like the Bundesliga in Germany and stuff. And I just like how it's like so global and the talent is. And this sounds stupid, but like I kind of like the how soccer's talent is like a little bit more widespread and watered down, um, whereas it gives stars really bigger chances to shine. Like we're in the NFL is it's so concentrated between thirty-two teams. Like if you look at how many teams compete for the champions league in in Europe, it's gotta be over like hundred. It's more like college football. It's like that. But then also the parody is larger, like, and there's certainly like the EPL definitely is probably up there where the France league is more like the ACC and they run out PSG and that's about the only team coming out. And the Bundesliga, same way as there's one team, but whatever. We're we're going down a rabbit hole. You get eight because I think you need to – I'm actually going to drop it down. Seven and a half because you need a better thesis statement, Mike. You need a better thesis. I'd have to look up what a thesis statement <laughs> is again in order to, like, get there. But, okay. That, that's what I'll say. So you got a 75% on that test, Mike. All right. So we're going to move on here with uh, running with the pack. So let's see here. We're playing the eight, nine and one. Eight yeah. and one Eagles. The eight and one Eagles. We're in Philadelphia. It's going to be a tough game. Um. Right now it's minus seven. That should be easily coverable. For sure coverable by the Packers. I don't have any doubt in my mind that they're going to cover this game. Um, the Eagles feel very, very well-rounded. It feels like Jalen Hurts can throw it. He can run it. Um, Miles Sanders, pretty good running back. I don't have a lot of confidence in this game that the Packers come out and like dominate the game. I do think that they can win. I think that if they put everything together against teams that they can beat anybody in the league. Um, I've said it a hundred times, probably on this podcast, they need to figure out how to slow down on slow down other teams when they have third and long. If they get them to third and seven, third and eight, third and nine, anything over that, they need to figure out how to stop them. And I don't think that stopping them 
is play like a soft zone coverage and, you know, let them throw the ball underneath for eight, nine yards when you need seven. I don't think that that's the goal. And that's what we've been doing all year. Um, as far as winning on the offensive side of the ball, the key to winning on the offensive side of the ball is give the ball to Aaron Jones. Make sure that he touches that ball 25 to 30 times in the game between passes and runs. A.J. Dillon can get a handful more. Um, if you do that, it's going to open up your pass game and Watson or Watkins or Cobb or Lazard will have a game. They'll be just fine. I would imagine that Watson gets put in his place a little bit this week and the Eagles put like, I want to say they have Darius Slay over there right now, right? Oh yeah. I would imagine that Darius Slay is covering Watt, Watson the entire game and it's going to be real tough sledding for, for Watson. But I do think that that opens it up for Cobb or Lazard to have a pretty big game. Maybe, maybe like a Tunyon have a good game. The thing is, you need to stick with your running game. You need to treat Aaron Jones the way the Titans treat Derrick Henry. Give him the ball. It doesn't matter if he's getting yards or not getting yards. He needs to get the ball more than everyone else on the team. Just the way it goes. Defense, if you can make stops on third and long, you're going to be just fine. Right? So your first and second down, I think you play really, really well. And then third and long, you shit the bed consistently it can't be a bend don't break on third and long on third and long go after him let quay walker spy on jalen hurts and if you let quay walker spy on jalen hurts i think quay walker can outrun jalen hurts i think he's faster and he can read it just fine you give that the spy and you blitz jalen hurts let him try to sneak out of the uh pocket quay walker will handle him now, I get it that without Campbell, that game becomes a little bit sketchier, but Quay Walker's good enough that he can match up one-on-one with Jalen Hurts and do just fine. Yeah, and they do have good weapons in Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Yep. But you think you could take at least one of those guys – uh, out of the game with Alexander and however you want to do it is like two, they have two really good receivers. They have a pretty competent tight end in Goddard. So Goddard got was hurt last week. He did not play. Okay. So, maybe so I don't know where he's at for this week's game. And um, I know that like Richard Sherman on, I think it was, I can't remember. So it must have been Thursday Night Football where he said, you know how many 100-yard games A.J. Brown has? A lot or whatever. He's got two, right? So people are covering A.J. Brown up. Not not that he's not good. I like A.J. Brown a lot. Probably my favorite non-packer in the league. But it's not like he's dominating games the way he was when he was with the Titans. Having Devontae Smith on the other side, I think, is helpful as well. But I think that our defensive secondary is very, very good. I think the real downfall that we have is that we allow our corners to play about 10 yards off the ball on third and seven, third and eight. 
and they're playing already 10 yards off the ball and they back up three or four yards when the play starts and then they just get the ball underneath and they squeak out a first down and they drive down and they score touchdowns on us. I don't think our defense is bad. Our defense is very, very good and we are not play calling correctly on third down. First and second down, we do just fine. So counterpoint to this team, though. So say you're playing like cover zero, man, blitzing, <clears throat> blitzing some guys on third down and stuff. Jalen Hurts just seems like the guy that that's not the most effective thing to do against him. And like the way we've been playing third down is running soft ass zones, which whatever has been coming back to like burn us. I, I don't know how a defensive coordinator, what is it, 10 games into the season, 11 games into the season, like doesn't know what he's going to do in these certain situations. But Hertz seems like the guy that you kind of got to run zone against because he'll get out and burn you and you need more eyes in the backfield than, than eyes on. So maybe that works out in our favor is that we are running zone all the time. Like it's, it's definitely not working yet. But this will be the week they decide not to run zone then. No, I get what you're saying. Um, And if that's what works against Hertz, this will be the week that they decide to run man and blitz him and that fucks us, right? Yeah. Um, It seems like we're just not making the right decisions when it comes to the defense on third and longs. I think Quay Walker can keep him, can run with him sideline to sideline. Right. So he tries to escape. I think Quay Walker is a good enough athlete to do that. Now, if you're trying to do that between Campbell and Walker, I don't think that Campbell can. But I think Quay Walker is more athletic than Campbell. Campbell might have a better read or might be able to run the defense more effectively. But Quay Walker, like his athletic measurables, I think are a little bit better than Campbell's. Not that he's a better player than Campbell but that he's a better athlete than Campbell. And I think yeah, and you, when that, when it, when it comes to Jalen hurts, I feel like that's, that's the pieces that Walker needs to handle him. Yeah. And, and you would think like you have like some sort of scout team out and it's like, Hey, Hey Walker, we're, you know, we're going to, we're going to make you run with this guy. And then Devondra Campbell just, yeah, that like you're you're on run detail. You're and Campbell's out, right? Jalen so Campbell's Hurts. not playing, but he's questionable. So I don't know if that means he's out for sure. But I guess I just assumed dating back to the last few games. But all right. So Coach Matt Lafleur said Wednesday that Campbell Mead will not practice. Uh, Matt Schnitterman of the athletic reports so yeah you're probably right he's probably gonna be out so that's how those things go so generally so let's break it down to mike's three to five step keys to victory just simple i know you went through them and yeah so i think that aaron jones has to touch the ball 25 times minimum right so 25 times that's one yeah, so um our defense needs to get off the get off the field on third down. So you get third and seven, 
you have to get stops, right? So I, I'm more than comfortable giving up a third and one and you give up a first down. I'm fine with that. If you are in a third and seven or longer, you give up, you have to give up zero to beat the Eagles. You cannot give up third and seven plays and still beat the Eagles. And then I think the other thing is that our defense has to be opportunistic. We have to take the ball. So, yep. And so number three, our defense has to take the ball away at least two times. Absolute minimum, two times, got to take the ball away. And we probably have to score on those possessions, right? So what was number two? I'm getting lost here. uh, We have zero third and seven plus. We cannot give up third and seven plus. So we got one. Okay. Aaron Jones touches the ball 25 times. We give up zero third and longs. Third and seven plus is what I'm going to consider third and long. And then we take the ball away two times. That's our recipe for a victory. Stamp it. Rubber stamp right And I didn't even say complete drives. I think that that's our one of our biggest problems in, for the Packers this season is we're not getting in the end zone. And I didn't yeah. even say that. Yeah, more clever play calling. That that would be my number four is, yeah, figure out a way to finish the drives because yep. we're up there in yards per game, but we are definitely not up there in points per game. And I'm not going to look that stuff up right now, but but I like it. So – one, give Jones the ball more. Two, be better on third and long. Three, take the ball away two times. And we're winning this game. So let's yep. let's see how it goes. All right, Mike, you ready to go to some uh, boning up on the Badgers with Pat? Sure am. All right. So I'm not going to say too much about the Nebraska-Wisconsin game. Kind of uh, – it was a Big Ten West game, if if there was ever a Big Ten West game. Uh, 15 to 14, I want to say. I didn't even take yep. it, take it yep. down. But whatever, a win's a win, we'll take it. Definitely was not an impressive win because Nebraska is awful, and it just makes me more and more worried that Wisconsin isn't a very good team. But – one thing I will say is I'm very much looking forward to the battle for the axe this weekend because I think this is where the rubber hits the road. So Minnesota, pretty pretty similar team to how Wisconsin wants to be this year. Um, and or whatever, like Wisconsin kind of laid the roadmap as like, hey, if you're not going to get the most talented team, get some good offensive linemen that are bruisers, but not only is this the battle for the ax this time, it is also to, if Minnesota wins this game, the record in the series goes to 500. So currently Wisconsin holds a 62 to 61 and eight record. So if Minnesota wins this one, it's back to 500 boys. And that is not good. We need to be better than Minnesota at everything. Because Minnesota stinks and we can't have that. So seven and four Minnesota Gophers come to Camp Randall, take on the six and five Wisconsin Badgers. And the Badgers are minus 
three. Mike, you ready to go by the numbers here? All right, by the numbers, Minnesota scores 28.7 points per game, and they allow 13.1 points per game. So pretty good uh, goal differential there in Mike's little FIFA World Cup thing. Uh, But anyways, their offense uh, averages 403 yards per game, 173 of those come uh, through the air where 229 come from the ground defense. They, like I said, only allow 13.1 points per game, uh, 172 pass yards against 102 run yards against. So Mike, what, what is that total? 274 yards against them per game. So, so when I they get out Braylon Allen to get that himself, so. Yeah. Yeah. We got a little more going forward. So then we're going to hop over to Wisconsin. So, so Wisconsin averages 27.5 points per game. So in scoring wise, we are very similar. We're within a point there. Uh, Average 365 yards per game, 189 come through the air, 176 come on the ground. So we've been a little bit more well-balanced and I think this has to be the first year in over like, a decade where we average more passing yards per game than we do running yards per game. Defensively, Wisconsin is great. Uh, As we've seen, I mean, they got blew up by Ohio State. And I don't think Minnesota had to face that buzzsaw. We have a pretty similar schedule, but Minnesota dodged the Ohio State uh, bullet this year. But we... We allowed 295 yards against us per game, 191 coming through the air, and then 104 coming on the ground. So we have a good run defense, and that thing is going to need to step up. So just a summary of what that tells me is they're they're both very similar teams. Like no one's really that far ahead of each other in in any category and it reflects in the record uh minnesota being seven and four wisconsin being six and five playing a fairly similar schedule where wisconsin beat purdue but lost to michigan state and minnesota beat michigan state but lost to purdue so i mean it's it's about the most evenly matched battle for the axe that we've seen coming into the game in a long time, probably since like Lawrence Maroney and uh, Marion Barber were, were running the ball for Minnesota, which is still just such a crazy good backfield that Minnesota had. I mean, Wisconsin kind of trumped it with uh, Gordon. uh, Well, Gordon wouldn't have been there. That was like 2002. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, they played at the same time, but like, yeah, with- right. So that like, that is a ridiculous backfield. So, uh, there's a few programs. Um, when Cadillac Williams was at Auburn, they had another guy, Cadillac Williams. No. Yeah. Is that right? Joe Williams. I think it was his name. Joe Williams. Yeah. <laughs> so his name is obviously not, but I shouldn't say obviously his name no. is not Cadillac Williams, but that's what he, like, that was his nickname was Cadillac. Um, they had two there that like were like 
awesome pros. Yeah. Arkansas. I want, I, I want to say that I want to say that uh uh Cadillac is currently coaching Auburn. And then the other guy that was in his backfield was a good pro as well. And then like and you said the other guy, but Baroni and Barber. Barber, both pros that I liked a lot. I would have been pretty happy if they end up on uh the Packers or something like that. Oh, the old Packers squad if they ended up on there. But I feel like I feel like, especially in the last like 15 years, the Badgers have had two of those guys on that on their team almost every year outside of the Jonathan Taylor years. Yeah. No, I mean Jonathan Taylor, like even Melvin Gore, Monty Ball, like the string of running backs that Wisconsin's like put out there. I would still so say Melvin like, Gordon, Monty Ball, and James White were all on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. And Melvin Gordon like a, had 38 touchdowns, I believe. And yeah. James White had 10 in the same year. All right. Which is so, silly good. This is a good, uh, I guess, transition to hearing what uh, Minnesota's running back is doing right now. So, Muhammad Ibrahim, dude's a beast. So, he's got 15. 124 yards this season, 19 touchdowns, averages 152.4 yards per game, which is the highest in the country. I don't know how that quite shakes out because uh, Illinois' boy, uh, Chase Brown, has the most yards, but maybe maybe uh, Muhammad uh, missed a game. Ibrahim, I, I don't know what it is. But anyways, if he gets a uh, 106 yards against us. He's going to break the all-time record for rushing yards uh, in a season by a Minnesota running back. So, so there's a lot of like little cool things on the line in this game. So we're going to shut that son of a bitch down and not let him get that record. Uh, one area where we are fairly fortunate, uh, Tanner Morgan, Minnesota's starting quarterback, is gonna he's doubtful for this game, so I'm assuming that means he is not gonna be in. And then Lord help me with this name. Uh Athen Kalika Manis is that's it. That was the that you got it just on the nose. Look at that. <laughs> Kalika Manis is uh is a freshman, hasn't had too much luck. So other than that, wide receivers, tight ends for Minnesota, nothing really to write home about. Linebackers, they got uh, Sorry Marin. Um, that's his last name. So Sorry Marin, hyphenated last name. And uh, Lindenberg, just tackling machines out there. And then probably the best guy on their defense, looks like he's going to be an NFL dude, is their safety, Tyler Newman. Uh, absolute monster, 55 tackles. I think he's second on the team in tackles. And then he has four interceptions. So he's having a Torchio-esque season back there. But that guy is a ball hawk in more than one way. He'll tackle you and he will come away with the ball as well. Uh, as for the Badgers, I like to assume that you guys do your homework, you watch it. But whatever, we'll give you the Sparks note. So Mertz just needs to take care of the damn ball. Um, he's having like a decent year numbers-wise. I want to say he has like 19 touchdowns to nine interceptions, which for a Wisconsin quarterback, 
you know, that's not too bad. Like we, we just want to be bad. About, yeah. Pick, I, like, you got to. And he throws bad whole, picks too. Yeah. Your whole idea is to take care of the ball. If you're the Wisconsin quarterback is that you don't ever give the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like we've been hammered home is like, we have like a pretty competent receiving core in uh, DK Bell, Bell and Lewis, uh, which seem to be like decent receivers. But uh, I think a big thing with the game. So I, I know I'm hopping off the wide receivers and tight ends pretty quick. Uh, our offensive line does need to play, play better in this game. Uh, haven't had the best offensive line play that we are used to uh, from a Wisconsin team. But two big things is Braylon Allen's a little nicked up. So it's going to be a lot of Malusi, a lot of, <clears throat> wow, now um, Grando, a lot of Malusi, a lot of Grando. Uh, they're going to have to step up and have good games because, I don't know, Braylon Allen in Nebraska was like, he looked like he separated his shoulder because he was walking back, grabbing his shoulder after basically every run in the Nebraska game. So it would be nice if if we didn't have to run our sophomore ten year old into the ground, yeah, man year old into the ground, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, man child into the ground there. So I like that that wording, but and then uh, Nick Herbig is I can't remember if it's just the first quarter. I think it's the first half, but since he got is that, that a targeting ball, penalty one. Yeah, it, you got that bullshit targeting penalty in the Nebraska. So it'll be the game. first half, and he got it in the second half of that game. Yeah, and they tried to appeal it, and apparently that should have been a hot in the street. Uh, apparently, the Big Ten just like we don't want anything to do with it. You got a targeting, you're sitting out a half. And if if you go back and look at this targeting, it was just absolute like it. It was what it was. Like it was. Helmet to helmet, uh, helmet, to helmet shot. Flag. Yeah, it, yep. it was a flag, but like targeting is questionable. And then, but I'll take it. it. It's questionable, but whatever. Like you're on the field, you're making these decisions. I still think they got the targeting part of that wrong, but then uh, submitting an appeal and just getting it declined and say, no, he's sitting out for the first half of your rivalry game. I don't know. I think that's bullshit. Some, someone made a mistake. Um, and, and that hurts because, I mean, he has 11 sacks this season. He's averaging 1.1 sacks per game. So whatever, one sack per game, 11 sacks. Minnesota's whole team has 17 sacks. Like that's how crazy of a season that this guy's having is just putting us next level pass rushing stats up. And then we got our boy uh, Torchio back in secondary. So he has a good game, but I'm going to do Pat's paces to victory are going to be, it it was going to be victory, but I liked the piece. So we got to take care of the damn ball. Graham Mertz, no stupid freaking picks. The ball is the program. Yeah. We 
we get it. You got us handcuffed. You're going to be our quarterback this year. You're going to be our quarterback next year. It's just, it's just the way that this is set up. Just take care of the damn ball because this game is not going to be high scoring. It's not going to be pretty. There's going to be a point in the game where there's six punts on six consecutive possessions. So we got to win the field position game. We can't do anything stupid to give them the ball at the 50 or the 40 or better. Like let's. Yeah, that. Yeah, we can't fumble, fumble a snap on a punt, but. But that's it. Take care of the ball. Win the field position game. This one is going to be pretty. Just go out there and get it done. Uh, we almost didn't do that against Nebraska last week. We stepped up, got the job done. Proud of you guys. Made us bowl eligible. But <clears throat> all we got to do this game is score more points than Minnesota. And it doesn't have to be a lot of points. And it's not going to be a lot of points. I want to say the... Uh, the spread, well, I know what the spread is. So Wisconsin's minus three. I think I already said that. Yeah, I think the over-under, I am guessing on this one, is like 30. But I will actually pull that up pretty quick. But it it is not it is not a big time. It's 36. So 36, pretty low scoring for a college football game. Um, I'm going to take the over on that. I think the Badgers going to run it up on them. Uh, 33 to 10. I would hammer the under, and I want to say this game is going to be. What am I going to say? 14 to 13. And it's going to be a missed extra point. It's not going to be two field goals. So I'm shitty. I'm I'm saying the Badgers are going to win. Minnesota is going to cover, and it's going to be the under. All right. Take All Minnesota. Right. That's what I got, Mike. You got anything to add? I kind of crushed that shit right there. But. Yeah, you did. I, so I think the Herbig being out is going to be not good for us. I do think that our hopeful new head coach of the of the team long-term uses that as like a motivational tool for everybody else in the linebacker room and just says, hey, the guy we consider – the guy here on the team is going to be out. Everybody else needs to play like you are the guy. And I think we can get to something like really, really special. Yep. Dominant linebacker performance. Let's go. Figure, Let's figure it out, go. Leonard. That All right. We're going to move on to. Yeah, boning up with on, the Badgers. Yep. Moving on to the week 11. Week 10, week 11, bing bongs. Um, just kind of recapping what we did. Um, and I'm just going to go over the overall numbers because I'm sure you guys don't want us to break down games this late in the week when we got like multiple games coming up tomorrow on Thursday. Um, essentially, I went six and six minus 60 bing bongs. Pant went six and six minus 60 bing bongs as well. Six and five, bitch. It says six and five, but you lost the Cardinals game, and I won the Cardinals game. Yuck. Yep, that Cardinals game was ugly as fuck. It was not pretty on uh, Monday night. The Niners stomped on. 
anyway, going into this current week, um, I guess I am down 670 bing bongs where Pat is down. Now I can't do the math in my head. I think it is. It's a big number. It's 3,340. 40. Okay. I'll give you that. That's 3,340. 3,340. Are you sure? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna give you more credit than that. All right, three thousand three hundred forty. Good job with the math, Patrick. We appreciate all your hard work over there. Yeah. All right. So right now we're gonna get into our week twelve picks, not our week we, eleven picks. Should, should we try with the music in the background, Mike? See what music we, we put on? Yeah, it's we're gonna, over. See, I no. Can, no we'll music try in the background. Ah, oh, Jesus. We're going to try it. All right. We got some dirty rap music from Mike. All right, Mike, keep it going. All right. So we're going to start off with the, our favorite team in all the land that we never doubt. Uh, Packers at Eagles. What do you got, Pat? Minus Eagles are minus seven. Packers double dog. Packers win this one 31 to 28. Put a rubber stamp on it. Let's go. Double dog. We're going to dominate the Eagles. I don't even think the Eagles got a real chance in this game. So I don't think that it, I don't understand where the minus seven is coming from from Vegas. Obviously, they're delusional. So we 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 gave the Packers the four steps to victory. So they're good to go. They got got her handled. Yep. yep. Uh, we got the Bills minus nine at the Lions. I'm going to take the Bills in this one. I think that they dominate the Lions. The Lions on Thanksgiving shit the bed in front of the entire nation. So what do you got, Pat? I think the Lions are going to step up, keep this one within nine. I'm taking the Lions. They're going to be roaring. Next up, we got the Giants at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are minus nine, coming off a huge victory against the Vikings. Who oh, got they, beat the, they beat the dog shit out of the Vikings. That that was a hammered dog shit game of the, the year so far. But I, I have the Cowboys. I'm going to say the Cowboys keep rolling. I don't have much faith, faith in this Giants team. But, but yeah, Lions talk so, to me. That's always my yeah. excuse. Yep. So the the Giants keep this one close and cover this game at the very least. Um, divisional rival winning by nine would be exceptionally surprising to me, even though it is in Jerry's house. Doesn't matter. All right. Next up, we got the Patriots at the Vikings. The Vikings are minus three in this game. I'm going to take the Pats in this one. I think they win it outright. I think that. They take the Vikings. The Vikings have lost their confidence. People are going to really start questioning them after this game. Two losses in a row. I don't think that they're a bad team, but I think Bill Belichick saw what the Cowboys did to him and said, hold my beer. I'm going to handle this a little bit better than even big Mike McCarthy did. No, I, I think the Vikings get back on track in this one. I think they are... A damn solid team. I think that's that's a little above. I agree. That I agree that they're very good. Team. Yeah, and yep. and they'll get back on track in this one. So I'm going with the Vikings there. 
All right. I got the Pats. I got the Pats. And Pat has the Vikes. All right. So we're moving on. We got Buccaneers minus three at the Browns. Uh, What do you got, Pat? Buccaneers. I can't get off of them. Uh, I got off them for a minute, but I think they're back on track. And I am going to take the Buccaneers minus three. And this goes against my the the line's talking to me in the opposite way. So when the line talks to me, it doesn't even matter because sometimes I disregard what it's saying to me. All right. I'm going to take the Browns in this matchup. Um, I don't know why, like maybe Pat went in and switched my pick on this. I'm not sure, but I'm going to roll with it either way. I think the Browns can keep this close at the very least. Right. So Buccaneers might scrape off a victory right at the end. However, this is, um, Jacoby Brissett. Brissett's like swan song. So I'm going to give him the win here. Joe Brissett. Yep. Joe Brissett. I had the first name, right? I couldn't get the last name. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bengals minus one and a half at the Titans. You want we me to go that. first? I'll, I, no, no. I think I'm up for going first. I apologize. Uh, I'm taking the Titans in this game. I think this is like a. Uh, so I might be getting trapped here because I think this is like an obvious Titans game. I don't understand why you would favor the Bengals in this game at all. Yeah, no, I, I I'm along for the trap. I'm going to try to grab the cheese before it snatches, before it snatches my neck and breaks it. But I think the Titans can just control the clock in this game, run some Henry down their throat. We, we seen, we seen how the Titans can win games and, I mean, you know what's coming, and they still fucking just hand it to Henry 30 times, whether he's averaging one yard a carry or five yards a carry. He's going to crack one deep, and then you're going to fall for the play action every time because you have no faith in Tannehill throwing the ball. And then he throws it pretty well. And they're coming off extra rest, so that might help. Yes. All right, moving on. We got the Texans at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are minus 12 in this one. Who you got, Pat? Dolphins. I love the Dolphins this year. Uh, Too many weapons. Great team in Miami. Let's go. Texans are dog shit. So I agree. Texans are dog shit. They're going to keep this within 12, though. I think that if you're playing a team, say, uh, let's see, the Bears, who are coming from a cold weather climate, Going down to the Dolphins, it's a different thing playing in that heat. But the Texans and the Dolphins playing the same type of climate, and they're going to be just fine. They're well, going the to Texans playing at least a dome, Mike. I'm pretty sure. So that's fine, but they're not coming from <laughs> negative twenty and going to fucking eighty five degrees in humidity. Uh, they're playing like they live in the same type of environment, and I think the Texans at least keep this within ten. So I think the 12, yep. Um, That's where I'm at. I just, they keep it close, right? That Bermuda Azores high that's going to creep over into the area is basically like playing in a dome, right, Mike? Am I right? Yeah, whatever you just said. And moving on, we're going to go to the actual Bears game. Bears are at the Jets minus four and a half. Um, I'm going to take the Bears in this game because I think the Jets – are falling apart. This this quarterback shit is going to end up fucking them up. And they are 
the Jets. So I'm taking the Bears. Yeah, I didn't know about the quarterback news before this one started. So I'm going to take the Jets. I think I think your Matt Ryans and your Joe Flacco's when they have these defenses, I don't know what the Jets really have for weapons on offense. Um, but whatever. So uh, I'm, I'm their wide receivers Jets. are good, and then they have um, Brian Robinson as their running back. They traded for him midseason. Who is a is it Brian Robinson? No, Joe. Joe Robinson from he was in Jacksonville. Joe yeah. Robinson from Jacksonville Jaguars was in, you know, is now there is now the Jets running back. So, all right, Keep us and they have Mike. Michael Carter Williams Jr. Yeah, Joe Michael Joe Carter. Carter Joe Joe Carter Joe Carter Williams Jr. Yeah, uh, so the the skill positions for the Jets are actually okay. And Zach Wilson Jr. Joe is uh he was just fucking it up. Yeah. They got Chris no. Davis, they got Garrett Wilson, um, Elijah Moore, I don't know, Tyler Conklin, I believe, is their tight end. Doesn't oh. matter. Moving on, oh. we're going to the um Falcons at the Commanders. Commanders are minus four. Um, who you got, Pat? I have the Falcons. I'm back on them. I think the commies are a good team, but I don't think they're that good. And I think the Falcons are that team that's going to – and they're the team you fuck around and find out about. They keep it close. I think the commies win this one, but I think it's a battle. Yeah, so I could see this pretty easily being within three, but I'm going to take the commies and their defense and Taylor Heineke, who is a Brett Favre disciple, hopefully only on the field and not off the field. No, he sent me a dick pic last week, so it's not it's not looking good. It's it's not Taylor either, is it? It's Tyler. <laughs> I have no idea. It's Joe Heineke. Joe Heineke sending dick pics to Pat. Pat loves that shit though. Keep it up, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Uh, thank thank you. It's Tyler right, Thigpen. Tyler Thigpen. That's what I said. All right. So next up we got the Broncos minus two and a half at the Panthers. For me, I cannot figure out why the Broncos are favored in any game ever. The Panthers win this straight up. Yeah, this is this is the stretch of games where Mike and my brains apparently linked up. But yeah, I'm I'm going Panthers, Panthers as well. All right, Ravens minus four at the Jaguars. Um, go ahead, Pat. I like the Jags. I like the Jags at home. Um, I know they started out the season a little hot. They were a little too big for their britches, but I just think this is another game that stays close. And I think it's mainly because they're, they're playing in Jacksonville and Jacksonville's competent, but they're learning how to win still. So I'm going to take the Jaguars with the backdoor cover here. I think the Ravens still have a problem closing games. And they might be up 17 to three at the end of this thing. And then all of a sudden Jaguars get like two touchdowns, but miss an extra point or something and end up 17, 16 pretty easily. Um, So I think the Jaguars cover this four points and I think they're begging you to take the Ravens on this game. Yeah. At only minus four. I think that's fair. 
All right. Chargers are minus three and a half at the Cardinals. I want to go first. I want to go first. Yep, you're up, I think, on this one, right? So Joe Staley is just a dog shit coach. He just thinks his guys are better than the other guys, and uh, he pretends not to use analytics. So I'm going to go with the the Cardinals because Joe Staley's a bum. He sucks. Yeah, Joe Staley, what a piece (laughs) of shit. Um, I was actually, I actually had a thought in the car this week about this game, like not necessarily about this game, but about the chargers team. And I think he's going to prove me wrong the rest of the way out and they're going to make the playoffs and he's going to be okay. And I don't know why I had that thought. Like, so I'm listening to a sports talk radio thing, but I think that the chargers figure it out from here on out on this one. I did write down that I took the Cardinals probably because I hate Brandon Staley and he's a piece of shit and like, I don't Are you think you changing coach. it. Nope. I'm going to keep it at the Cardinals. Um, I do think that he proves me wrong the rest of the way out though. All right. Keep her rolling, Mike. All right. We got the Raiders at the Seahawks. Seahawks are minus three and a half in this game. I'm going to take the Seahawks in this game because I think the Seahawks are very, very good. And I think the Raiders are not good. Yep. You got me covered. We're on the same page. Keeper rolling. Yep. I agree with you. All right. All right. Rams at Chiefs. Chiefs are minus 14 and a half. This is a huge number, especially for a team that just won a Super Bowl. Um, I get that the Chiefs are a plus team. Um, who you got, Pat? I got the Chiefs. I think the Rams are absolute dog shit. I, I think it's one of the bottom three teams in the league versus the best team in the league, I will say. I'm taking the Chiefs here, too. I think they boat race them. I think the Rams are bad. And I think that they're falling apart like as a, like a cohesion piece of it. I think Jalen Ramsey has been saying some shit. I think that um, Aaron Donald wishes he just had retired, just like Tom Brady six weeks ago had wished he retired. Um, Yep. Taking the chiefs. We're both taking the chiefs. Roll it. They're good. They win by 28. All right. Last up, we oh no, not last up. No, Next we got, up, two we got the Saints at the 49ers. 49ers are minus eight and a half. Who you got, Patrick? I think 49ers. I think the 49ers roll them. I know the Saints got a good defense, but 49ers. That that's my only excuse. Line talk to me. Uh said, hey, eight and a half points. People are gonna say the Saints defense is good. They're going to be able to keep it close, but Jimmy G and the boys are going to roll them. I think 49ers are going to establish themselves as an NFC favorite in this game. So I think the 49ers established themselves last week as the NFC favorite. They are the best team in the NFC currently. And like they're playing the best, right? So obviously they don't have the best record right now. Um, they established themselves as the dominant power in the NFC last week, and the Saints check them back down. Whether they win that game or not, they're going to keep this one close. I'm taking the Saints in this one. All right, next up, we got the Steelers at the Colts. The Colts are minus three in this game. I think I'm up first on this one, and I'm going to take the Colts in this game, and only because I think they're both dog shit. Yeah. No, I think I think the pep and the step in the Colts is wearing off. 
but I'm going to ride it one more week. I'm going to say, you know, the simplified system that Saturday is bringing in is just be tougher than the other guys, run the ball better than the other guys, take care of the ball better than the other guys. I'm going to roll, roll with it for one more week. I think the guys are buying that shit one more week. Let's come out hyped. Um, I can't remember who the Colts played last week, but I remember it was a good team and they had a shot to win it. And maybe it was lost by one. Yeah. They lost by one to the Eagles who are the best team in the NFL. We just said the 49ers were the best team in the NFC. So the record wise, the best team in the NFL was the Eagles. I mean, I can't do anything about that, but I think the 49ers look the most dominant. All right, Siakabu, it's over, man. It's over. So all you suckers that are doubting the Badgers, the Bucks, the Packers, or the Brewers, or Team USA, Jesus Christ, Team USA, you can eat our shorts. Siakabu, people. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came in my shows. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came in my shows. Eat my shows.